0: And know in your bulletins it it goes through chapter 3 and verse 13, but we're not going to read all of that at this time. We're going to start at verse 18 and reading in Jesus' name. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, the words of the Son of God who has eyes like a flame of fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your works and your love and your faith, service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed the first. But I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed sacrifice to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. But I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation unless they repent." I know your works. This is down to verse or chapter 3. I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments. And I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Father, as we meditate on your words today, we ask that your Spirit teach us. Open our ears that we can hear your words. Open our minds that we can understand them. Our hearts that we will receive them. Lord, we pray for willing hands to do your works. Willing feet to go where you'd have us to go. And willing mouths that we would speak your truths. Jesus, we pray for a heart of of love, that we would do all of this um, out of response to you and out of love for our neighbors. Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. Please be seated. As we look at at these letters and the letters to the churches in in the Asia Minor area, the seven letters, and we see the spiritual checkup and look at the list according to, according to that light of what are they doing well or what are they not doing well. And, and looking at that in the positive side, what can we do? I mean, what can we do well? That, what, how can we take and learn from what they've done well or not done well and, and just to, to learn to grow? We, we look at it, and we see it, and I just want to remind you as we look at this spiritual checkup, it's not a list of things then that, oh, I haven't done that, I need to start doing it, and, and then I'm okay. Or, or, oh, I've been doing that, and so I'm good. Or, oh, I shouldn't be doing that, and I have been, and so I've got to stop. It's not, that we fi- it's not that we earn it by doing these things. These are, this is a checkup just to look and to see how, how are things. You know, and, and, and then we let God work, and we, we ask him to work in our lives. And so as we, as we look at these, we see, and today we're going to look at three more. Uh, we, we read, and you heard, you heard as we read, I read, repent, I gave you time to repent, repent, yet you did not repent, repent. In the seven letters, God tells the people in five of those letters, in five to five of those churches, repent. He also says, and we heard, wake up, be alert, wake up. Uh, I don't know about you, but when it's time to get up in the morning, uh, Veronica is now 12. And over this last year or so, sleeping in the morning has become more exciting to her. (laughs) She, She doesn't want me to wake her up. And she needs to be reminded, wake up. She loves those days when she can just sleep as long as we let her, right? Well, maybe sometimes we like that in our, in our lives, in our spiritual lives. But there, we need to be awake. And then he says, be strong. He says, strengthen that, what you have. And he, and he, and he says in one letter, be strong. I know your strength. You are weak, yet you are strong. He says, open the, he says, there's a door that, that, that you can open and nobody else can, nobody can close it, nobody can shut it. He says, I know the strength that you have. And so the, the first mark that we'll look at today is, is this mark of strength. Characteristic and trait of a, of a healthy Christian is one who is, who is strong. Now, doesn't that kind of fly a little bit in the face of, of, of really what walking with Christ is? Because to walk with Christ and to be, to be, to be a Christian, what, what do we have to do? The first thing we do is, is recognize our weakness. Recognize that, that I can't do it. Recognize that, that I need God's strength. You may you maybe remember um, a few years ago... I'm sure. For some of you that liked the World Wrestling Federation, I don't know WWF. I think it was back in those days. And if you liked that, you, you may remember him. Well, I remember him a little from wrestling, and I remember living in Minnesota. And he was he was the he was a talk show host. Talk show radio talk show host, and he also had a, a he also ran for governor. was governor of the state of Minnesota for a few years. He was famous in Minnesota, at least, for making the statement, and, and, and it's not unique to him. But he said he said religion is a crutch for those who are weak. And you know, a lot of people at the time were offended. And you go, what? When there, there's a lot of religious people in the world, and you say what? You're saying we're weak? And as Christians, you know, we're having a conversation with someone. We said, you know, he's really right. Isn't he? What is it? If, what is it but, but being a follower of Christ is saying, I can't do it. I need you. And so when God says you have strength, we, we, have, this, we, we have this tension, this balance, right, that we need to have to recognize. To have real strength. Means that we've recognized our weakness. Recognize that that we can't do it. Recognize that I'm not strong enough. I remember I remember when we had the the meat locker the grocery store and, and I remember the first time that, that this that I saw this happen, the truck driver came and he had and he came into the store and he was to unload it, but he came in the front door and he said he said, I've got I've got a side of beef, two quarters, was, I think it was two honey quarters, but he had two quarters and he said, I got this leaf, and he said, Oh you need some help, he said I just need you to be ready. Well I was a young guy and I was I thought I was pretty strong and you know, like, I mean, this guy's kind of scrawny. I mean he if he weighed if he weighed 140 pounds, he had to have his shoes on. Right? <laughs> he wasn't very big. And I'm looking at him like uh, he's gonna carry a Apart from God, you have no strength. And fifteen, John fifteen, that's where Jesus says, "I am the vine; you are the branches. You abide in me, I abide in him. But apart, and you have life. But apart from him, there's nothing. You can do nothing." And, and that's that's the reality of our lives. Apart from God, we are weak, and we can't do anything. The the. The breath that you take right now is a gift from God. The abilities that you have to, to, to work and to make money, to play a game or to, 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 to run up and down a field or, or whatever your interests and, and passions are, the abilities to do them is a gift from God. And he says, I know your strength. See, see, they understood well, maybe they did it at the time because he had to remind them. But but a Christian understands where their strength is. We recognize that we're weak and we can't do anything. Just like just like Jesse the body said, he's a crotch for those who are weak. He's a crotch, and, and you've probably heard it. You've probably heard the statement. You know. Of, Where does a Christian find what's the strongest position for a Christian to be in and that's on their knees? That attitude of prayer. God's word says that we should pray without ceasing. Recognizing daily we should be in that prayer saying, God I need you. I'm in desperate need of you. A healthy Christian, a healthy church recognizes that that we can only do so much that we are only of so much ability or power. And really it's nothing. But in Christ, in Christ we can do what? Philippians 4.13 In Him we can do all things. We have all power in Him. The second one, be alert, be awake, wake up the the church the healthy church a healthy Christian is marked by one who is alert and is awake oh it's 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 so it's so easy as I as I said as I introduced it and and I embarrassed Veronica and i would probably get in trouble on the way home today (laughs) right but it's easy to sleep it's easy to sleep. Ask, ask, ask my gals here. I can sit and read, and sit down to read and yeah, I'm reading from the back side of my head. right? It doesn't take very long. It's, it's easy to sleep. It takes nothing. Now sometimes some of you are going, well, oh, you have to to bed. It's just my night. Sometimes there's nights when we don't sleep. I mean, you get the picture of what I'm saying, it's easy to sleep. It's easy not to do anything. It's easy to be to be inattentive. It takes, it takes some work to pay attention. God says God says, "Wake up, be alert." Why? We talk about this. We talk about this in, in, in this series with about Satan is like a roaring lion, roaming about seeking whom he may devour. Everywhere you go. Every step you take, Satan's there because Satan. The Satan or the world in your own self are, are there pull us away from Christ. Take us away from us. Try and stop out that fight. Be alert and be awake. Watch for these things. Rosenberg tour, and there were like 250 people. You each got assigned one bus, and so we traveled with like 40 people. And then we all go to to one site, and he would teach and and speak. And as we were there, we we were given these instructions before we got out of this battle site. They said, When you see a fence, you see the sign that says, Beware, go no further, because there are landmines. There really are landmines there. He said these landmines are out there that were there from 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 that war, and he said they, they started cleaning them up, and they said you know what this is, was the landmines of Syria, and they said you know what we'll just leave them because it gives us a buffer, and so now so Syria attacked and lost some of their ground that they that they, they thought they were going to take and take more ground, they lost the ground that they had, and, and Israel said we're going to leave those landmines. And it's a buffer, so now it's a, your own landmines are protecting us from you. And but they said, they're really there, so he said, if, if you have any children, don't let them go under the fence. Really, you have to stay in the marked spots. Be alert. What happens when you're not alert? When you're not paying attention? Boom, <coughs> All right? We went to, Tara and I went to um, a safety training course, and, and as we were there, we, we did an exercise where, where you, they were testing to see how alert we were. And they said, we're going to flip it around, and so you're going to stalk someone. And so we were given teens, and they gave, gave us a picture. They said, this person, you're going to stalk, and you're going to find, you see how, how they do this when they're looking out to capture you, when they're looking to, to kidnap you, and, or, or kill you, or whatever. And so as we were, as we were going through this, we were, we were watching them, and you had to pay attention. And we learned that we learned that when they were when, when they were just going about their business, shopping and doing stuff, they they were oblivious. And, and they didn't see the dangers that were there. And when when we walk through life just half asleep, we miss out on, on so much. We miss out on the dangers, and sometimes it's not a bad thing, right? It's good it's kind of good sometimes that we don't know how close things happen. But but if we're not alert, we miss out on those spiritual attacks. And, and they trip us up and they knock us off our feet. Be alert, be awake. And then the, the, the big one, the five times, five different, ones. we well, mentioned it more than five times, but the word repent is, is in these seven letters. Five to five different churches, he says repent. Repent. Two of the churches he just he's encouraging them, and are doing good and doing well. Keep going, keep going. But, but the other ones, it says, repent. Now, now, those churches needed to repent. We all need to repent. See, this is the thing. We, we can't go through life without repentance. When we repent, we're, we're you know, simply turning from the way, going one way and, and repenting saying, oops, I'm wrong, and turning and going the other way. Youth group the other another night, I guess it was a week ago or a week and a half ago, Brian Ball and were teaching the kids about evangelism and, and I think that's been kind of a series uh, doing a little bit of evangelism, we were practicing that. And then they, they came to the point, they said at the end of the lesson, we came in at the end and, and, and heard a little bit of it, and as they were going through this, they said, you know, as you as you share Christ, sometimes you get the you we don't want to give you the impression, they've told them, that you need to be perfect in order to show Jesus. But what you have to do is be real. And you have to own up when you sin. You have to own up when you've screwed up and when you've measured up. You have to own up to your life. You have to own yourself. And, and, and I, I think I quoted you pretty accurately in the moment, but if I, if I did, the kids would be correct. and it it right. And yeah, you have to own it. You have to own yourself. and that's, that's what God wants from us in first John 1 he says, if you say that you have no sin you're a liar. If you say that you have, if you say that you have not sinned you deceive yourself. We' all need to repent. that's a part of our life. We don't like to say in church growth church growth, There's a whole industry about it. And, and, and they'll tell you, you know, say, oh, you know, don't talk about sin, don't talk about repentance, and don't talk about, you know, like, well, if we're not talking about sin, we're not talking about repentance, we're not talking about the blood of Christ, you know, what are we? Just a just a social gathering. Right? We have a need. You have a need. And our need is Jesus, and we need to recognize that. And that's what the repentance is. If, but, but see, here's, here's, here's good news in this. See, he says repent. But when he says repent, there is this promise given. He says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. See, this there, there's just good news. God, it sounds a little bit like, a little bit like law. Repent. Right? And, and we we can conjure up the, the images of repent, right? And, and but, but God says repent, and it's and it's an invitation. It's 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 an invitation. He says repent, come to me, turn back to me, say say oh, I'm wrong, and I'll forgive you, and I'll cleanse you, and I'll pick you up, and I'll make you right. back turn again and and what's the hope. you know when Playing on a swing set, and she slipped and fell and caught herself on a, on a bolt, and she had a just a, cut it. We looked at it to see if we needed to get stitches. It was, it was a pretty net. We should have, folks, said, Ah, it's okay. It, it'll be okay. And looked at it. She's so proud of that scar. You know but she's like, No way, can never see it. Because I'm not wearing shorts that short. <laughs> yeah, well, so. Even then, she didn't come to me, and she's gonna be proud of that, because this is gonna be good. She came to mom. You see, this is this is the idea when, when God says when God says repent, it's, it's, it's not repent, Ralph. See? He's it, one that, that says repent. He's got his arms open. He says, Come to me. Picture the the we can picture the prodigal son when he when he'd run off and he spent his father's wealth or at least his portion of it and he'd run off and he'd left them and, and and the dad went looking he looked for him and he's what happened when he saw him coming back did the dad did the dad say oh finally learned your lesson you got you got us you got us on no arms out he met him oh. See, this is God's God's idea. When he says, repent, he's saying, just own up. Recognize that you need me. Come to me. Come to my heart. I think you're the deepest, worst Christian. But if you are living in dependence on Jesus, you're strong and healthy, and things are good. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we pray that today you would speak to us. We pray today that you would would remind us of uh, of your great love for us. Lord, we pray today that you would help us to know you. Lord, we pray today that you would give us your grace, that we, would, that we would come to you, recognizing our need for you, recognizing that we are weak without you, recognizing that we, <laughs> that we can't sleep, that we have to have our eyes open seeing you. Lord, recognizing that, the, that, that our life is dependent on you. Jesus, give us your grace, we pray. And we pray today, Jesus, in your name. Amen.